I feel like the Thunder knew you needed this. Uh, like, I feel like Lou Dort was like, all right, guys, it's time. Daddy, Down. it's time. Down. <laughs> Down. So it's funny you bring that up because I was actually just kind of thinking of how my day went as a sports fan. And <laughs> I woke up and I got the DJ LeMahieu news. He's back to the Yankees, six years, I think 90 million. I was so happy. Before I even got to work, I was like, I'm going to crush this Friday. We got DJ back. So I went from that to the Penguins game, and the Penguins got down 0-3 very quickly to the Flyers. So I went from so, so happy to really, really mad. Then they said that the Yankees were doing a deal with Corey Kluber which I'm not upset at that. It just makes the reality of Tanaka coming back a little bit less, you know? Less. So, and maybe it'll still happen. I don't know. But I was pretty bummed to see that because I don't want to lose Tanaka. It's not about Kluber. It's more, I, I don't want to lose Tanaka. And then the Thunder looked like crap in the first. So I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Okay, rock bottom. Um, then the Penguins go on to lose. So I think we're 0-2 and, and we lost back-to-back -back games to the Flyers. So we're like crushing 2021 so far. And then the Thunder pull off, I think, a 22-point comeback. It was insane. In overtime, Lou Dort has a career high in steals. SGA has a career high in points, and now I'm, like, back at it, ready to watch sports tomorrow. <laughs> you are now listening to Babes in Ballland. I heard that only organizations tank, not teams. SGA was like, at, in his post-game interview, he was like, we're just going to do the best we can. He's so, like, even. Did he sound sick to you? I don't know. A little congestion? I don't, I mean, this wind, y'all, it's been a lot. You want to know what's really upsetting to me right now? What? So, on my computer, I've never changed my background from last season. So, it's the picture of, like, the starters and T-Ferg, I think. But the way... staring at you? No, it's Chris Paul. And he thought he was being cute on Twitter tonight, and I was kind of mad at him for a minute. But he did have a redemption. I'm not even mad at Zach. I'm not even mad at Chris Paul for saying Zach Levine looked great. Zach Levine always looks great. I mean, when Levine opens the game with a three, I'm like, here we friggin' go. Here we go. Every time. What's up, guys? Yeah. <laughs> We're already in. But We're in. Welcome back to Babes in Ballland. Oh, girl, they're interviewing your boy, Kenridge. Kenny Hustle. Oh, your boy. Kenny Hustle. Um, 
SGA said that Lou Dort and Kenny Hustle, that they needed him every night. I'm like, yes. So here's the thing. I feel like we have two separate people. We have Kenrich and we have Kenny Hustle. Because <laughs> Kenny Hustle does make an appearance sometimes. There were some times tonight where I was like, who is that? And then I was like, Kenrich. So he did some good things tonight. It is what it is. Um, yeah, Maybe he's a Gemini. I'm going to have to look it up. Kenrich Williams versus Kenny Hustle. Um, but first fashion, Mike Moose. Why was it like simple, but so much yes in jeans, a gray Heather, Nike hoodie, and a black beanie? I mean, I don't even really know how to describe it because when I'm looking at the pictures, he's my favorite. But when you're just like, yeah, he was in like a gray hoodie and a beanie and some jeans, like that doesn't justify the vibe, you know? Right. So he was my favorite. We had so much though, like high loose and plaid, love always. Mm -hmm. And Shay looks freaking sick in his like I'm like are your jeans tie-dyed but they're white jeans with like these black dye accents with a spider web sequined spider web jacket you lose me at the spider web like all good things like I don't like spiders okay I don't want them on I mean, clothing I mean, same, but I mean, when I saw him come through in that jacket, I was like, oh. <laughs> and honestly, I was into it until I figured out that they were spider webs. And then I was like, now that, that's a little too far. Also, he had that, like, I'm George scared Michaels, of spiders. Like little cross earring in. Yeah. Uh, you're too young for that. But my favorite tonight was uh justin jackson in the navy blue joggers the blue tie-dye hoodie and the baby blue sneakers i do like the tie-dye but i mean mike moose all the way and homie had on those tight plaid pants with a baby blue hoodie i just feel like everybody looked really good like it was basic but it was good yes well, except for SGA's sequin spider webs. Like, that was not basic. That was a lot. That was a choice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, for this game, I thought it was interesting that Uncle Al was out again. Because against the Lakers, I just assumed he wouldn't play because it was a back-to-back. -back. But now I'm right. kind of wondering, well, there is no wondering. Like, obviously something's going on because he was also right. out tonight. Um, they put Roby to start for him, which I'm not mad about at all. I'm not mad about Roby getting the start. I don't know how you feel about Roby getting the start over Diallo. Tonight, that was the best option. But how could you have known that Diallo was going to have such a tough night? Yes. And I thought that we just came out and from jump, I was like, we don't got it tonight. We, we, we do not have it tonight. I think by the end of the first, SGA did have seven points, but it wasn't, I don't know. It's like 
it was a different vibe, I guess, is the best way I can put it. Like, he was still getting things done, but it wasn't, like, as fluid as the games before for me. I don't know what changed throughout the game, and I don't know if it was communication, if it was just flow, vibe, the whole thing. Because, I, like I said, I didn't think that the first was awful by any means, but I was, like, not, not as bad as the second. By the end of the first, just with the vibe of the game, I know we were only down 30 to 22, but it just felt like it was going to be a long night. And then by halftime, I felt really defeated. But I think with young players, like, they're going to be streaky. It yes. was nice that they could turn it around in this game, but it was also like polar opposites for me. Like the second half doesn't match at all the first half of this game. And SGA even said in his post game, he was like, well, we probably shouldn't wait for the second half. And I'm like, yes. I mean, and it's hard to say to like who's going to be on who's going to be off like you said you know the younger players get streaky um they put they subbed in the second unit what at like three and a half minutes in and that always has a huge effect for us it seems like and if Diallo's not on then we've got troubles even though you know, Darius did hit a three in the second. Kenrich hit a three. Um, you know, Darius had a better game, but he's still struggling. He I'm is. glad he's not hurt. Yes, he was questionable with the ankle injury, but he was in tonight. He did start. And, I mean, just another rough night for him, honestly. Now, I will say – I kind of had Lou in the same category as Darius as far as they were both kind of struggling a little bit for me. Not so much visibly for Lou. Like, I think you can see it more with Darius, but yeah. I had been saying I wanted a big Lou game. So we got our big Lou game tonight. So maybe Sunday it'll be Darius. I think that – what solidified for me at the end of the second where I was like, this recap isn't going to take long because you, it was 68 50 at halftime. Levine hit those back to back threes. I mean, same story. And I was just like, Oh, this is going to be really difficult. Yeah. And then started to heat up. I thought at like, the third and even in my third quarter notes because okay so like at halftime Zach Levine and SGA were both at 14 which I thought was interesting and Roby had nine points Hami hadn't scored at all at seven minutes and Kenrich had been in for nine minutes and scored eight points you know I got to tuck that in there and but the Bulls were shooting at 56 percent whereas the Thunder were shooting at 40 and, I mean, the Bulls are a shooting team. And Chicago, in the third, they went on that 10-0 run. And it just, I was, it was so frustrating. Even the beginning of the third was so frustrating. 
um, Roby, I don't know, SGA put, in, put together a really nice play for Roby, and Roby just couldn't finish, and the ball was out on Baisley. And Baisley was trying to get something going so hard, and then Levine hits that three, and it's just such a confidence shaker. And then Chris Fisher started referencing the Chicago fire and was like, did you hear that? Where he no. was like, Chicago had a famous fire and the Bulls are on fire tonight. And I was like, no, 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 no. We should not do that. that we're not referencing the sh great Chicago fire. I don't know. Is that in the twenties? Like we're not, do we're not going to do another bad interview night. <laughs> and then thank God for Dort. Yes. I mean, I felt the same. The beginning of the third, I was like, how am I going to watch the third and the fourth? How am I going to watch this and watch the Penguins lose at the same time? Like, how are we going to recover from this? And literally... Chris Fisher made that... <laughs> Sorry. No, go ahead. Well, Chris Fisher made that comment, and I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. And then Dort yeah. hit that mid-range jumper. Yes. So I'm going to kind of run through the first half of my notes for the third and it literally says Lou free throw jumper Lou steal Lou for three Lou for three Lou out on fast break gets two free throws Lou layup and then the Bulls got called for an offensive foul and guess who yeah. sold it Lou Lou, Lou for three like he had I think a 10 point run on his own he was literally going down and scoring coming down and taking the ball from him, going down and scoring. Like, it was just him. The Bulls had, like, nine turnovers at the towards the end of the third, and a lot of them were created by Lou Dort. Yes, and I do want to point out that I think they said the Bulls have the most turnovers per game in the league. So, like, that is kind of what it is. But also he had six steals. Six steals. He was all over the place. And that stretch in the third, when I say it's all Lou, I don't even mean that in a bad way towards the rest of the team. Like, he was just literally that in sync. It was pretty incredible. We've been, I mean, we've been waiting, watching, hoping, wondering, concerned. <laughs> like, you know, uh, and it's not that... Oh, go ahead. You go. I was going to say that I felt like Lou went on this little stretch, and as soon as he did that, the next play the SGA made, he played through contact and banked it in, and then he made his free throw. And that, for me, from there on out, is when I thought Shea played as he had in previous games. Like, I don't want to say the attack mode wasn't on in the first half, but it was different. But it, by the end I mean, of this game, I was so impressed with him as well. And I didn't start the first half like that. I think it speaks a lot, too, that at halftime he was at 14 and he finished the night at 33. Like, mm -hmm. I think it was a big half for him. He finished, what, 33, 5, and 10. And thank God Zach Levine went cold. Yes, and a lot of that is to Lou. 
I mean, Lou was on him all night. Hey, and shout out Kenny Hustle. He guarded him a few times, too, when they had to switch. So, Kenrich was doing some nice things out here this game. Michael Cage said that Lou Dort was hanging on Zach Levine like a cheap soup. <laughs> That's my favorite thing that he says. Um, also, SGA set up Poku for three in the third. Yes. He really Teo had it. a three in the fourth. Mm -hmm. I think Teo may have had two. Um, I thought he looked right. pretty solid. But it's like as soon as Lou made that little run, then everything clicked and everybody was playing better. I started to worry in the fourth because there was that section where we literally gave the Bulls three chances to score. And I was like, we're going we're gonna to lose it. We're going to lose it. Levine's going to get hot and we're going to lose it just because we've seen it so many times between Zach Levine and Kobe White. And um, White finished at 22 on the night, which is not anything to, you know, and in the third is when Darius had that and one and then made his free throw. And I thought, okay, mm -hmm. with the vibe of this game, Lou turned it on. SGA turned it on. I was like, this is Darius's big go. Like, here he goes. But then even after that, like, he's just in a little rough patch. And he's going to get through it just like Lou did. Oh, but absolutely. It's a little rough patch, and I'm sad. It is a rough patch, and it's visible. I think that's what's hard, too, is like you said, Lou, it was, it's not as visible for Lou, and, and I don't know if that's just because of Lou's defensive position and not saying that, like, I mean, we've asked so much of Basley defensively already, but, um, I mean, you can just tell Baby's frustrated. Yeah, he is, and the fourth was frustrating for me because I feel like we got it really close. Like, I think with a little bit under eight minutes, SGA made a layup and it made it 103-97 bowls. And after that was when SGA was so pumped up talking to the bench. So I really thought we had it then. But then around, like, four minutes or so, it was back to 115-101. And... I can't remember the run that they said that we went on towards the end of the game, but it was pretty incredible. Was it like at one point in the fourth, they said it was like a 19 and three run. Mm-hmm. And both third and fourth had incredible runs. Yes. Yeah, like, first of all, to hold the bulls to that when they had a good shooting night, you know, there was a oh, stretch yeah. of the game where Zach Levine was making everything. So, first of all, to hold them and then to finally put something together offensively that had some flow, I don't know. This was a – it turned out to be a fun game. Um, but it's weird that I felt that disconnected in the first and then that excited in, like, the second half. It's a lot. And at the end of the fourth um... – SGA tied it. It was like 118-118 with around 16 seconds left. And I thought at the end of the game, the Thunder played with a lot of maturity. Um, they defended really well. They didn't foul. You know, they 
had Levine, you know, there was a lot of discussion on if Levine was even supposed to be supposed to get the ball and he didn't score. I mean, how many times has Levine made that shot on us? Yeah. How many times? And so when he didn't get that shot with four seconds left, I was like, okay, that overtime though. I think we got our first home game and our first overtime win. Yes. So. Thank God we got a home win. Like, yeah. Lord Jesus, if we were going to have to go back on the road and not have a I mean, it could have been fun. We could have gone on the road and <laughs> made the wheels on the bus go around. But I, the home win was nice. Yes. And overtime, I think Roby fouled out with a couple minutes left. So Roby was out, Uncle Al didn't play. So Kenridge got to play in overtime. And Kenny Hustle was out here doing stuff. He drew the offensive foul. <laughs> then he scored in the lane. Like he's most <laughs> of my notes in overtime and I did not expect that at all. Kenridge and Moose yeah. for overtime. Like that's... Mm -hmm. That's pretty much the update. Sandwich uh, by like a Colby White three and a Zach Levine three. Otherwise, it's like yes. Moose and Kenny Hustle. Moose missed that three, and then he drained that one at 52 seconds. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Moose is fine. He's, he's back. He's fine. He'll be fine. I'm, I'm still worried. You're still worried about Moose? Yes. SGA had that shot clock violation with 15 seconds left to play. And then Levine rolled his ankle. There was a lot happening. Yeah. And George Hill got to the line, made one of two of his free throws, which, I mean, we'll take it. It was a dub. A tub, a tub by two. Yes. I, I mean, the roller coaster ride of this game to get to the final. Like, I'm glad we got a win. It's nice to win after that Lakers game because I was not feeling too hot after that. I feel like it's even really obvious in our recap because we're like, excited but also it's like excited with a question mark because there yeah. was so much and then um Levine missed that shot again and then we won the game and then we won the game and yeah it was a lot it was like I didn't think I didn't think we had any chance to win the game at all period statement declarative sentence not at halftime not even really at the end of the first, because I just had a bad vibe. I know we were only down like eight, but I was like, mm -mm. <laughs> it's all wrong, you know? So even for them to like pull it into being a game, because there was a portion in the fourth when the Bulls were getting another big lead. And I was like, that's okay. Like we made it competitive. And I felt like mm -hmm. a lot of people looked better. I thought Lou looked good. SGA looked good. Roby did some good things. Freaking Kenny Hustle did some good things. So, I don't know. I There was one point in the fourth where we were probably down about 10 again, 
but at least I felt better because we looked better. Yeah, I was like, you know, we made the adjustments and, you know, this is uh, what we're out here to do. You know, this is a learning curve. You know, the bulls always do this to us. Yes. And then we won. They do. I think they said that um, that was one of the games last year where we came back. Maybe the 26-point comeback uh, was against the Bulls as well. When the Thunder were wilding and coming back every game. Yes, yeah. So, I mean, I'm happy. We got the OT win, 127-125. I think maybe I'm just super anxious to play the 76ers. They said B didn't travel. Which, that was my main concern because we just saw what happened with the Lakers size. Right. So uh, when I was sitting here thinking about who was going to guard him, I'm Guarding like, <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure he did not travel, which is helpful to us. It is helpful. Who plays for the 76ers that's going to blow me away on Sunday? This is like a little game because I blacked out so much during trades that I'm always like completely blown away by somebody. And somebody, I can't think of who it is. Somebody, it's somebody. Oh, Ferg. We're going to have to play against Ferg. I forgot about that. Yeah, T Ferg. Yeah. There it is. I would have I totally blacked out. If he's even been playing. I'm going to go look. Oh, well, in the game against the Miami Feet, he only played three minutes. And this is not a stat line that's going to shock you. Zero shot attempts, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero points. Like, he hit him with the goose egg. You know how I feel about a T for a goose egg. Hmm. Um, they have Danny Green, Joel Embiid, oh, Danny Green. <laughs> Ben Simmons. Didn't Danny Green play for us for a minute? <laughs> I mean, he was in and then he was out, and I was so okay. I'm like, thankful. I'm not making this up. Right? No, no, we got Danny Green from the Lakers for Dennis, and then we said. T Ferg and Danny Green to the 76ers, and we got Uncle Al. That's right, because I was so mad. I was like, Danny Green. Yeah. <laughs> I was Dennis. not into it. <laughs> I was not into it at all. So oh, T Ferg. Ferg. Maybe he'll play more with Embiid being out. I don't know. We'll see. Could be fun. Better do these awards. Who's your, you go first. I'm cheating. My awards are like crap tonight. I'm, I've completely cheated. I'm struggling because the two people I wrote down for a cupcake award would be Hami. I feel like that. That one kind of speaks for itself. He played 14 minutes, had two points. Um, pretty big decline from what we had been seeing. He was I, struggling. I don't think that, like, we're going to get a 20-point Hami game every single game. Um, but I need more than this, you know. 
And then this is the one that I feel cheap about because he was injured last game. He may be playing injured more than like even we would know, but Darius is still visibly frustrated. So he was my other. I feel like he improved on the night as a whole. Like he finished what with nine and five. So I feel like that that is a slow improvement, but we got to break out of this. This is a bad pattern. Yeah. He's just in the funk and I keep hoping that he's going to get out of it, but I just know he can do better too. And he's frustrated and you can tell and, yeah, those were the two. Maybe it's the January funk. I just feel like we're all in it. I was so grumpy today, and, like, I couldn't even tell you what was wrong. Nothing was wrong. It just wasn't right. I don't know. <laughs> I, was a, I was a grumpy lady. So maybe Darius is just going through a little rough patch. We're going to get out of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the brighter days are coming for Darius. I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it. Um, my cupcake award, I don't even really want to give a cupcake award because, and I know that that's not even fair, but I just feel like, I feel like that everybody played their part tonight to squeak out this crazy win. I did not think we had any chance in winning this game no. until Lou turned it on in the third. And then there was a part in the fourth, too, like we talked about. And I don't want to give Diallo a cupcake for one bad night because we're all, you know, due for a bad night, just like we're all due for a great night like Lou had. And I feel like the only cupcake award I'm going to give is imagine being Zach Levine and scoring 35 points and not winning your game. <laughs> <laughs> it feels nice. <laughs> But also, like, I don't like playing him. He's so good. Yeah. I don't like it. He's so good. I guess you could give a cupcake award to Billy D. He took that time out. He did that, you know, and then we went on that little, like, run, and I was like, you know what? I don't miss these ill-advised timeouts anymore. Girl, I had forgotten the post-traumatic stress syndrome of timeout at the wrong time. Yep. And um, there haven't been too many decisions this season that I've just been like, what are you doing? Um, I've also said I was not the biggest Billy D fan, but right. I feel like he could get a cupcake. The timing, man. Ill-advised timeouts. Yeah. On to the Mr. Thunder Award. I'm going to let you do it. I'm going to let you finish. Just give it. You've been dying and waiting. Yes. I mean, I've only been saying we're going to get a big Lou game for probably the last three episodes. He played 40 minutes in this game. I mean, we did go to overtime. Um, he was 7 of 15 from the field, 4 of 11 from 3, 21 points, 8 rebounds. Six steals, which was a career high. And 
I thought there were points in this game where Zach Levine was very frustrated. I know, like, his ending stat line, like, he still got his. Sometimes that's just going to happen, though, you know? So I do think we asked him to guard. He is, and we asked him to guard their best shooter every single night. And he was out here diving on the floor in the the fourth and just the whole thing. That stretch in the third was incredible. And I think he scored 15 points in the third alone. So, yeah, I wanted a big Lou game, and here it was. I think that – I've never, I haven't given SGA, have I given SGA a Mr. Thunder Award? I've been, like, I wanted to give it to Kenrich, but I felt like three times in a row was doing too much. But I felt like the Kenrich had a really good game as a whole. Um, And SGA was like, Lou and Kenny, we need you every night. But um, Mr. Thunder for SGA, the career high 33 points. I felt like he was a leader tonight, especially in the fourth. And he's still the guy. I think we're just even seeing more. Like, I'm pretty sure it was in the fourth when he scored and they went to a timeout and he was so pumped up over at the bench. Yes. Like that's even more than what we saw last season. Like I always thought he was pretty reserved, but we are seeing. I just feel like, yes. I feel like things yes. are really clicking for him. Yes. And it is good to see him that engaged. It is good to see him at the bench like that. And that's what I want from him. Like, and I know that it's not fair to ask for Russell Westbrook yeah. activity. Like, we are spoiled by that energy. We were spoiled by that energy for a long time. And I know it's not fair to ask that of him when he is a different player. He is more reserved. But we scored, what, like 28 points off of turnovers tonight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just feel like from a leadership standpoint, like even that feels more than mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season, which is all we could really ask for because they said he's the guy. Every episode. And this is like a good stretch of games where I'm comfortable with him being the guy. Yeah. Like I was worried it would just be one and then I would – go back to like wanting him to attack more or like be the captain but the Lakers game was what it was I don't think he looked awful I just think that was an awful matchup for us so yeah this is a nice stretch of games for him and he was also my alternative because I just think that he's doing a lot more attacking Mm -hmm. yep and even if it's attacking to get somebody else an open shot like we didn't even see that at the beginning of the season as much. So, agreed. You look good. Thunder. It's, seven, it's our last home game, right? 76ers at Thunder because Embiid didn't travel. And then we go on the road and we have to play Denver. I haven't checked the standings in a while. On my way. To see what Denver's doing. Things get weird in Denver. Did you see that thing on Twitter where – Everybody was roasting Shaq because he thought Joe Kick was Russian. 
No. <laughs> Have you seen who is Shaq talking about? I can't remember if it was Kyrie or James Harden. Oh, I think it was James Harden. He was like, nobody in Houston misses you. Not like that <laughs> harshly, but like that was the extent of it. Um, Denver. Oh, Golden State, San Antonio, Denver, and Oklahoma City are all tied at three and a half back. So Denver's kind of in the ninth spot and Oklahoma City's kind of in the tenth. Ish. So it should be an interesting matchup. Yeah, they're six and six. As are we. Yeah, and I thought that um, I don't. It, it's just surprising to me where Denver is sitting in the standings because I thought they had such a good year last year. Same, and I mean, I didn't really keep up with their off-season stuff, but I right don't trades. I don't know. Yeah, that's definitely the one that sticks out to me as well as being a little out of place. So, And then we get two days off and we have to play the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> we have to play the Clippers twice. We play them on Friday and then on Sunday, back to back. <laughs> oh. Then we play the Trailblazers, then we play the Suns, then we play the Nets. Like, this is the stretch that I was like, okay, LOL, because I think um, this is going to be a little rough stretch of games. Back-to-back Clippers. Why did I not have in my head it was back-to-back? Like, I knew we played them twice, but not back-to-back in my head. I mean, maybe it's technically not called a back-to-back. There is a day in between, but also it's back-to-back games. I don't know. Uh, wait till we're out here doing a midnight podcast. It's going to be wild. Especially if we lose, it's going to be wild. If I stay up that late to watch that game so we can do post game and we lose, that's going to hurt. What if it's like the feet game? I don't know. That recap was kind of fun, even though we lost our ass miserably. Because Poku, they let Poku just roll the whole fourth <laughs> quarter. I'm like, you know what? Why not? I mean, I'm like, put him in. Why can't Poku yeah. be out there instead of Kenny Hustle? Like, come on. But also, Poku for up. overtime. <laughs> Poku who, but also, like, why we got to let the bench eat shit all the time? <laughs> I mean, pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. We had that little stretch where we were really mixing it up and we didn't have just all bench players in at once. And I really liked that, but we only did that for like a game, maybe a game and a half. And now we just back at it like one and two. And it gets a little weird sometimes. Kenny Hustle versus the Clippers. Kenny Hustle. Versus the claw. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who's going to guard the claw? They're going to make Darius do it. <clears throat> Maybe Lou. How tall's Kawhi? Not like tall, tall. I'm thinking six six. Hold on. We got a stall. <clears throat> oh, six seven. 
Oh, you know. So close. How dare I? Um, <laughs> that's not like a great matchup for Lou, probably, because I know LeBron's 6'8". So, uh, who would you put on Kawhi? Well, someone's going to have to guard Kawhi, and somebody's going to have to guard Paul George, so... Let's put Lou on Paul George and Kenny Hustle on Kawhi. <laughs> what? I'm trying to think what somebody nicknamed Paul George on Twitter that gave me... Oh! oh way oh. off P! Way off way. P! Girl. That gave me the biggest chuckle when I was freaking scrolling on Twitter. I'm like... That's no. a good one. No. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Like, that's award-winning. Kenny Hustle versus Way Off P. That's the matchup I want. <laughs> oh, you want you want you want Crazy Kenny on Way Off P? Yes. Okay. He does a lot. <laughs> like he just gets out there and he just starts doing things. <laughs> he's like he's like those important cat shit memes. <laughs> When the cats are flying around somebody's house in the middle of the night. That's what happens when Kenny goes in. I mean, he's, when he's in, he's in. <laughs> I've given him such a hard time, but more often than not in this game tonight, he was impressing me. So I like to give him a lot of crap. I still don't want him in like over Roby or anything. No, I mean, let's not be like. No outrageous let's not do I want, too much i want roby to get the start yeah will uncle al play is he hurt i don't know you know i didn't even like see an injury report i just heard that darius was in and i was like cool so i just assumed yeah he was out in the lakers game just for a little rest but Maybe they're, like, super resting him for the 76ers game. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Load management, we, but we don't do that anymore. Some may say you can do that if you're not on a nationally broadcasted um, thingamajig. So. Well, that ain't us. 